Moving my head? Yeah. I'm laying it off? Love that too. I'm pronating? When you're not supinating. I'm clearing too early. I'm clearing too late. My God, my swing feels like an unfolding lawn chair. I look like a fool. What the hell do you think you look like shooting them chili peppers up Lee Jansen's ass? Well, we're waiting. What's up, golf fans, and welcome back to another episode of Fairways and Dreams. I am extremely excited for this two-man scramble podcast where I have a guest on because I've never had someone that makes clubs on the show before. I've had people that play. I've had pros. I've had you know guys that are trying to make the tour. But I have Bob DePlacido on today from the Putter Company, and he makes his own golf clubs. Bob, welcome to the show. How are you? Good. How are you, Jeff? Thanks for having us today. Hey, no problem. I I wanted there's so much I want to learn about this process, but first I want to hear about your history with the game of golf in terms of you know, I'm sure you play. How long have you played? What's your history with the game? What's your background with the game of golf? I should ask. Yeah. So, so Jeff, we, uh, I started back when I was two years old. So about 30, 30 years ago. Um, so I've been playing the game my entire life. Uh, my dad played throughout high school and college. Um, and then we got uh, a local course up here, Lakeview, um, that as I was growing up, I was, I was out there taking lessons, um, for about five or six years throughout my youth. Um, and then just started hitting the course. Um, I, I unfortunately didn't play in high school and college. That's one of the things I look back at and, and definitely should have and would have done. Um, but uh, I've been playing ever since. Um, my my business partner and wife um, also has played throughout her entire life. Um, and, and she played in high school. And then, um, yeah, just just playing around here as much as possible. We set up, uh, since we started this, um, we set up a little putt, putting green in the basement. Um, nice. so I go and I, I throw out a hundred putts every single night, um, wow. is, is that's where you win and you lose your game is on the green. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so, so got into this really just because, uh, so I have a mechanical engineering background and, uh, it, it was something that fascinated me. There's obviously a lot of different putters out there. There's a lot of different big name manufacturers and, and like us, smaller name manufacturers that are trying to make a name for themselves. And uh, I, had, I had got my first custom set of clubs back uh, when I turned 30. Um, and I was looking at the putters and, and none of them really jumped out at me. And, and those that did were, were way out of reach, especially as you go and you, you blow money on a new set of custom irons. Um, so, so I went and, and I have a 3D printer at home. And I said, hey, let's just start uh, designing some, some models in CAD and, and see what we can go from there. And, and uh, it kind of just took off from there. That's fantastic. I want to backtrack a little bit, though. Yeah, I love go people's, ahead. I love people's stories with golf. I'm, I'm very much into the stories. So this question might sound like it's out of the blue, considering you make putters, and that's where we're going to go. Yeah. Why didn't Why didn't you golf in high school? Um. So excellent question. Um. So I played lacrosse in high school. Um. Nice. So so the seasons were were relatively similar. Um. With fall ball and everything. So um. I I focused on that. Um, and really enjoyed it. And then, um, yeah, just, just kind of took it from there. So that's, that's really the main, the main reason I know yeah. it's kind of a shitty excuse, but, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, that's the main reason. That's okay. And Hey, if you look up here, I'm sorry, over there, 
I actually have a lacrosse helmet. I coached the gameplay. I played in college, a little club ball, and coached in the state of Maryland here for 13 years. What position did you play out of curiosity? Uh, I was a, I was a midi. Okay. LSM, or are you just a, a, a soldier? No, short stick. There you short go. Short stick. One of the soldiers. Up yes. and down, up and down. Do you still watch the game? I don't want to turn this into a lacrosse podcast. No, no, no. Um, yeah, so I'll, I'll watch um, during during the tournaments every once in yeah. a while. Um, Maryland's always definitely um for sure as as one of the good guys in in syracuse and all those people so yeah it's definitely fun to watch it's changed a lot and i I don't like the way it's changing it's very specialized like the two-way midfielder just doesn't exist anymore and that that it hurts my heart (laughs) i I get it i get it (laughs) all right so let's get back to golf enough about the lacrosse stuff but uh so you started this company so you, you made your own 3d printer at home you've got that engineering background and you're like i'm gonna make a putter my first yeah. question is, is how difficult was it the first time to try and like, okay, like I made this putter, but did the first one really suck? And you put it in, you're like, ah, I'm putting with this thing and this feels awkward or it doesn't feel good. So you, for those watching on YouTube, when we put this out on YouTube, you have, is that the first model you made? Yeah. So this is the first prototype that we did. Okay. So this actually evolved into one of our, one of our designs, and this is the R26 series. Um, and I actually have that here's, here's the landed product. Um, and, and so the, the evolution, yeah, I mean, it's not an easy process. Um, so, so the first step is really looking at what are the standards? What are the requirements? So, um, that's, that's where it is. There's, there's a, I think it's like a hundred pages, um, from the USGA of here are all the requirements around, the game of golf, the ball requirements, the club requirements, et cetera. And then there's really three to five pages around putters themselves. Um, so you have to meet those or, or you can't sell it in USGA settings. So um, you can sell them, but if anybody would go into a tournament and you would have somebody uh, of, uh, of stature that wants this putter and they go into a tournament, they check their clubs. And if they don't comply, they can't utilize that club. So, so with where we're trying to take it, um, we went and we actually got USGA certified for mm-hmm. our putters, um, as well as our grips. We have custom grips that we can we can dive into too. Um, but that was kind of the biggest hurdle: is what is required in order to meet USGA certification. So, um, the biggest thing is is dimensionals. So you got your your height, you got your depth. Um, there's lie angle. Um, or, or your your loft angle, um, not required. Um, and, and there's actually a couple of companies out there today that are that are um, going away from the the loft angle. Um, all of ours are about three degree. We found that kind of rolls the ball the best. Um, and then material. I mean, material is the other big thing. So um, most putters are fully machined. Um, some are cast. Um, out of a, a 303 stainless steel. So um, all of ours are actually two parts. And in, in and I'll dig into why in, in a little bit. But um, that's the other piece is material. Yeah. And then lastly, and the most important part that we wanted to focus on is, is cost to our end customer, right? So you have you have some putters out there that are are kind of entry level. Um, and then you have some of those other ones that are, are brand recognition that are are quite expensive. So um, we wanted to be able to come into the market at a, a lower cost point while delivering that higher quality putter. 
Um, so our putters retail um, between 200 and, and 225, um, which is is really really reasonable for what you're getting out of this putter. Um, so yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. You're good. Jump in, Jeff. Okay. What? So everyone knows like the Scotty Cameron's out there. You know, yep. you're, you're going to be paying over four hundred dollars if you get a brand new Scotty Cameron that hasn't been used and it's it's an official Scotty Cameron and not a knockoff. Correct. What is it about your putters, whether it, whether it's a mallet blade, doesn't matter, that can separate itself from the competition? So what is it that you all pride yourselves on outside of being a small up and coming manufacturer and doing it the right way and not trying to gouge your customers? What is it about your putters that you hang your hat on and say, this is why and this is what we do that separates us from the competition? Yeah, so there's there's two major things. One is the feel. Um, so, so we spent a little over a year designing this putter, um, and the variations and, and we really focused on the feel, the way in which the, the ball contact with the face comes, comes back to your hands in theory. Yeah. So we wanted something on the softer side. Um, and, and we achieved that by making it two piece, um, which, which lends into the, the other kind of market advantage that we have. So, so all of our putters have the the brand on the bottom and then the location. Yep. Um, but you can also see the the parting line here. So mm -hmm. it's secured together by two set screws. And what this has done is our these two pieces, the face is 303 stainless steel, 100% milt. The back is 6061 aluminum. So it's a softer material. Um, so that's allowed us to open up our sweet spot and really leverage that uh, that feel within that putter. The other thing is that from a, um, a versatility standpoint, so you go to the store, you get a putter and you're kind of fixed on what it is, right? You're spending three to three to $700 on a putter or two to $700 on a putter. Yeah. And it is what it is. If you come down the line, the other thing that we did is we have a, a single front piece. Now there's uh -huh. a couple different iterations of this. We have a center shaft at a left and a right. But the backs are all designed to be interchangeable on that front piece. So if mm. you come down the line, you're like, hey, I really want to switch my, say you have a fang style. You want right. to switch your fang style to a blade. We can we sell the blades individually where you can take those bolts out and you can swap out to change your overall look mm. of the putter. But it doesn't impact the overall integrity or feel of which the putter is going off of the ball. So you you offer like a versatility with your club that yeah. no one else does, which is really unique. I, it's interesting because, you know, I grew up using a, a blade putter. I still use a blade putter, but I'm not going to lie. I've gone to Dick's Sporting Goods and picked up a mallet and different types sure. of the claw. And you're like, man, this kind of feels good. Like, I wonder if this would be a good change for me. I mean, the putter for me, I, and I'll ask you this question. I understand it's the most valuable club in the bag in terms of shaving strokes off your game. If you have a putter that you like, most of the time you keep it forever. My dad, he has had the same tailor-made putter for his entire life. And the only time he got a new one was because it got stolen from uh, his whole set got stolen and he had to find a used one. And he says, I will never putt with another putter. I think that's just the way it is when some people are good. Absolutely. Putters. But I want to ask you about, uh, you know, when you talk about someone that's a you know a player, like what would you recommend if someone's like, Hey, I want a putter from you all, but I'm just looking for some guidance. What are, what are some of the things, what are some of the important aspects of designing a putter or 
helping someone get a customized putter that you're going to offer them in terms of what do you like about this, that, and the other is, is length more important than the look? Is it all about aesthetics? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. So excellent question, Jeff. And, and this is something we've actually recently integrated into our website um, as a configurator to try to help understand what would best suit you. So looks are looks, are looks right? You right. want to look like a badass on the course. You want people to be like, hey, what the hell is that? And, and we want that too, right? So um, that, that's one of the, the major factors from, I think, a personal level is, hey, I want something that looks cool. Um, look at the Odyssey Jailbird. It's, it's a really cool looking putter. Mm -hmm. um, and people recognize it. So yes, that's a factor, but that's not what you, can, you should select your putter off of. Um, height's a big factor. So there's, there's a significant, um, I wouldn't say significant, but there's a table that you go off of based off of your height. What length should you be? So yeah. typically when you go to Dick's, they're all 33 or 34 inches long um, and they're pre-cut. In our site, we actually have you select what length it is. So we go from 33 all the way up to 35 inch at half inch increments to be able to accommodate your necessary height because that's mm -hmm. going to put the ball at a certain distance from you. Right. Um, the other piece is the, the, the lie angle. So what that is, is that's, that's the way in which, or the degree in which your shaft comes off your putter head. Um, typically they're all around 70. Um, that's our standard, but we do have the ability to fluctuate up and down to whatever you want. So like we shipped one out yesterday that they wanted 68. We throw it on the machine. We bend it down because that's, that's what they wanted. You can specify that. Right. So that's another key factor. Um, and then lastly is, is what's your putting stroke? There's, there's kind of three different stroke styles. There's straight back, there's a slight arc, and then there's a severe arc. And that's going to determine how much toe hang you have. So if you have a straight arc, typically the center shaft of putter is the best. Um, it, it provides the, the finest line, um, the most consistent straight and back because your center of momentum or your, your rotational axis is, is eliminated with that center shaft. But as you get into having some type of arc to your design or to your putt, you would integrate in what's referred to as toe hang, which is how much a degree your putter hangs off of zero to help accommodate that at the striking point. That's interesting. See, I, I've toyed with that because I am actually, you know, the more I practice on the little mat that we have here at the house with the kids, I, I'm a straight straight line putter. I, I don't arc my putter, but my putter is not center. Like you mentioned, I'm not a very good putter. Maybe I should get... <laughs> Maybe I should look into uh, getting a putter that fits my actual putting style. Cause I never would have thought about that. Cause you always just see, you know, yeah, you see those, those few putters that are unique and they have the center shaft. That's, that's interesting. I love that. I want to ask you about your company as a whole. What year did you start? So we officially launched, um, in the beginning of 2023. So we're just okay. about a year in. Okay. What kind of growth have you seen in such a short amount of time? Yeah, so so we hit um, kind of the COVID, the tail end of the COVID snags. We had some manufacturing delays. Um, right. and, and when we started getting um, some of that inventory in, it was kind of the wind down of the season. Um, but so so what we've been able to do is we've been able to to, to team up with some local country clubs um, and, and we're going to be in in them next year um, nice. as a part of their portfolio. So so growth has been slower than we anticipated 
Um, but everybody that we've sent these to um, or has ordered them ha has loved them. And, and, and we've seen now that the season is starting, we've seen that uptick that we were we were prepared for um, in in coming in. Good. That's awesome. And what is, what is your long-term vision for the company? I'm sure that you have this vision of, is it to grow into almost like your own Scotty Cameron, or do you have more modest long-term goals? What are those? Yeah. So, so that's an excellent question. And, and, um, I, I think if you would have asked me that when I first started, it would have been to put one in my bag and separate myself from everybody else. Um, yeah. but now that uh, we're starting to get traction, we're starting to get a lot of positive feedback. And, and to be honest with you, Jeff, we've had three people put their Scotty cameras in the garage um, and, and replace it with ours, that's, which is pretty, pretty uh, humbling for sure. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, th the plan is grow it. Um, we've been able to, to get some. We have we have one in South Africa right now. Um, awesome. We have one in Australia right now. Um, we got some obviously scattered around the U.S. Um, and it, it, it's get that get it into people's hands. We want to see it on the course. That yeah. that's the goal, and, um, and and provide people the the bigger portfolio. Um, we we want that brand recognition on the course. So so as mentioned, we've expanded a little bit where we have our own grips. Um, that's say the putter company, mm -hmm. and there's the integral line. And if I can figure out how to use this camera there by the go. end of this, it'll it'll yeah. work. Um, so th this line helps with alignment. So we've put that on there as a as a straight line, vertical alignment to know your hands are straight. That's awesome. Um, and then we we're actually um, at the start of the year we're launching new magnetic towels. Oh, so awesome. they're loud, but it's 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 a recognition thing. And, and one thing I want to talk about is the goldfish. So. This is something that that we are we are standing behind. Mentality is is the make or break of anyone's golf game, right? So mm -hmm. it's it's being able to forget what you did last time. So all of our products have a goldfish on it. They have a three second memory, um, and it's kind of a homage to Ted Lasso, right? I'm sure you've seen it. Yeah. Um, have that three second memory. So um, you look down, you see that goldfish and it's, it's a, Hey, that last shot didn't matter. Let's get, let's get this one in front of us. And, uh, once people understand that it's, it's a really nice reminder as you grab that putter, you're like, shit. Yeah. I shanked it, but let's go to the next one. Well, that's such a great motto too. Do you, you know, I, as a coach and, and even in the, in my own golf game and, and something that I tell my kids, I have five children who are all little golfers, everything from 15 down to five. And you hit bad shots. Like it's going to happen. So I always just say next shot, best shot. Like that's our little yep. slogan. So I love the Yetta motto, but I want to give you a chance to also talk about, you're not just making putters. You said you Correct. had the towels, you've got the putter grips and there's other stuff that you have as well. What tell everyone else, what else you're doing because you're not just providing putters. Yeah. So, so we have, we have three different putter head covers coming out to complete the line there. So we have a blade one and I don't have them yet, or I would show you. Um, so, so we have a blade one, um, we have a, a heel mounted, which would be the, the shaft is on the, the, the backside of the, the face. Um, and we have a center shafted mallet putter cover. Um, and same thing, they, they follow the same, um, pattern as our towels for consistency purposes. Mm -hmm. Um, they're magnetic felt lines, high quality leather. Um, we also have some ball markers, um, here, let me, uh, so this is our, the T is kind of our logo. Mm -hmm. So our, our ball markers have the T on it. 
Okay. Um, and then we're, we'll eventually we'll expand to the, some training tools. Um, cause, cause we want to, um, improve the, the green. I mean, that's where you can very easily improve your game and that's where we want to focus, um, is on the green and around the green. Yeah. My last question for you before we go to the rapid fire segment, which is my favorite segment of these two man scramble podcasts, you are a small company. You're an up and coming manufacturer in your opinion. And this is strictly your opinion. Do you see this as almost being the future of golf in terms of the golf manufacturer, having these smaller companies that are more localized that are thinking more about the person that is the everyday golfer and not so much just the brand recognition of a tailor-made, a Callaway, an Odyssey, whatever, go down the gambit of that. Do you think that is the future of this game in terms of the game as in what we purchase and not so much the game of golf? Yeah, so so excellent question, Jeff. And, and I think it's it's about the the marketing play of that that company, right? So so what value prop are you giving to the the end user? Are you astronomically yeah. expensive? Are you delivering a lower quality product? Because quality, functionality, aesthetics are all key things that come into everybody's mind. And and I think if you're adding in that additional versatility or um added value to the end user yeah i definitely think that quality and function can certainly overcome quantity because because that's yeah. what some of these bigger brands yeah they have the feedback but if you look at all of the the pros out there it's yes it's the same aesthetically appealing putter but they're all custom to their fit and so that's what we're delivering on our footprint also is is we can drive that in in other companies too, drive that fit to fit to user mentality um and and make sure you're you're gift wrapping it right instead of just dumping thousands into the market and you have that quality check you have that pride behind your product that really i think is going to convert that market over the course of time I'm here for all of that because there's a part of me that sees the way some of this stuff is headed in terms of cost and the quality that you're getting, which is not as good. I will support smaller companies who are doing it the right way. And I'd even pay a little bit more for it to support them because it's really becoming more and more difficult to buy a really crappy hat with a name brand logo on it when it's falling apart after a month, or I'd rather pay the money for a, a little bit more to a smaller company, I hope that what you just predicted is is going to happen and that's the future. And I'm excited for you all to be a part of that. So, okay, we finished these shows up with a, 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 the two-man scramble fight with rapid fire. And this is going to be I'm about ready. your golf game. So are you ready for this? I'm ready. First question I always ask, if you had the choice to ride or walk, what are you doing? Uh, honestly, riding. It goes that's faster. Fine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now you should answer this question in a certain way, but we'll still ask. If you have to hit a big drive, so let's say you're in a, it's a clutch moment, whether it's you and your buddies, you and your wife, cause she's a golfer as well. You need to have a big drive down the fairway or you have that nasty 10 foot bender. You got to pick one, which one are you handling best in pressure moments? Um, honestly, the big drive. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you said putting. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I know it, it's honestly the, the big drive. Um, yeah, for sure. Hey, drive for show, right? That's all. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I should have said putting, but it, it, it will be honest. Okay. Hey, the honesty is the best policy. 
what is your favorite major golf tournament? Ooh. Um, I, I mean, it's gotta be the masters, right? Just, just from yeah. the, the nostalgia around it. Absolutely. That's, it's the most common answer for sure. If you had to pick a team format, what's your favorite team format in golf? I like scrambles. Yeah. They were standard four man. Yeah. Yeah. I like okay. standard four man scrambles. Those, those are fun. You can always drink a little bit in four man scrambles. That's, that's oh, what yeah. makes it more enjoyable. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it can totally wreck your game because you know, oh, you're for sure. out of your shoes. But still. For sure. <laughs> Have you ever played in a shamble? I always ask people that say scramble. I always say, if you played in a shamble because the shamble is, I feel like it's a dying breed. It's going the way of the Dodo, but I love shambles. You, oh yeah. Yeah, okay. absolutely. All right. Uh, what is in your bag right now outside of the putter company putters? Yeah. So TaylorMade P770. These are my irons. I have the uh, the TaylorMade high toe raw um, wedges. Um, I rock uh, a 52, 56, and a 60. Um, and then I have the uh, Sim 2 Max driver and three wood. Oh, okay. Are so so TaylorMade all the way. Are you, are you a hybrid guy at all? No, I hate hybrids. So I, I spent oh, the extra money to get a, a four and a three iron. <laughs> How ridiculous is that, by the way? That you've spent extra money now to yes. get a long iron. It's, yes. I can't stand that. My brother and I have made a pact. He's three years older than me that we will never play hybrids until the, like, we will be in our 80s and still trying to hit a three iron instead of going to hybrids. And, and the hard thing is some of these some of these brands aren't even offering the three and four iron anymore. Yeah, so yeah I, I'm not a fan. Do? Not yeah, a fan. I, I don't get it. I don't know how it's not an option, but okay. What about your favorite golf ball? What's the golf ball you prefer? Um, so if, if I'm going and playing a scramble, I'll run to Walmart and I'll get the Titleist X outs. Um, but typically okay. uh, I will play uh, a Bridgestone. Okay. All right. I, I've never really played a Bridgestone. I've heard good things, but I've never played them. What do you think about golf attire? in the modern day now it's changed a lot it's not as uh it's not as stuffy as it once was but some stuff i know people like hate the hooded sweatshirts on the course like, what's your take on the attire right now in, in golf yeah so so that i mean that's an excellent question and and if i see i i think it's a perception thing so if you see people coming up on with um a hoodie and in just everyday wear you know you're on that course for six hours right and then this guy will throw out a, a, a 68 and you're like, all right, what's going on here? Um, so so in reality, I mean, I, I like the the old style. I mean, dress slacks, polo, um, respectable. I mean, it, it's a game of respect. It's it's a game of, of significant talent and the hardest one out there. So so dress accordingly is my thought. Who is your favorite PGA pro of all time? Mr. Spieth, hands down really okay yeah all time jordan speed guy yeah yeah i mean you love tiger right so so let me take a step back overall it, it, it's got to be tiger um but modern day jordan speed and, and the main reason is because um it, it it focuses on what our our story is right that that three second memory he is the best up and down player on the course right now true um and has been so so that's something that I really respect and really, really try to focus on is, is, and that's what we branded ourselves on, right? That last shot doesn't matter. And, uh, he's, he's the best of the best of it. He is one of the, I mean, his scrambling ability is out of this world. It's absurd. It's out of this world. Yeah. Kudos to you for saying that. Now, if you think about the rules of golf and they can be archaic, they can be idiotic. What do you think is the worst rule in the game of golf? 
Um, that's an excellent question. Um, there's a lot of rules out there. Um, yeah. There are a lot of rules out there. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the ball rollback. Um, I think it needs to be more around the clubs that are being used and not necessarily mm-hmm. the ball. Um, you look at some of these clubs that are going out there and they're using the same ball. And, and what is the new, the carbon, the carbon driver that just came out, added an extra eight or 10 yards to the same ball. Like it's not yeah. a ball problem. Um, and the fact that you're seeing Rory, one of the shortest people on tour drive it, what was he averaging 420 last year or something absurd? Crazy. It's, it's a mechanics thing too. It's, it's not fully equipment. It's, uh, it's no child left behind is what, is what they're trying to get to with this ball rollback. And I'm not about it. <laughs> love, love the reference. No child as a former teacher, I can appreciate yes. that. All right. Uh, let's go with, uh, music on the golf course. You like it? Yay or nay? Uh, yeah, I do. Quiet, quieter. I don't like the people that are blazing out. You can hear them three holes away, but yeah, I'll I'll do some subtle music. I usually rock my AirPods when I'm on the course. Very good. And what about uh, your favorite golf movie? Um, Caddyshack is definitely up there. Tin cup is definitely up there. Um, those are, those are two of the classics for sure. What is your biggest pet peeve in golf? Slow play. Yeah, that's a standard answer, but I think it's it's universal. Do you have any superstitions? No, 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 no not at all. Mm-mm. Ball markers got to be in the correct pocket or anything like that. Now, no. All right, short memory. I like it. Yeah, uh, short memory. <laughs> two more for you here. Yeah, if you could pick a walk up song to the first oh. tee, so like a baseball player gets to pick his walk up music before his at bat. What song are you choosing so that when they call your name, you're on the first tee, they're cue the music, what's playing? Oh, man. So I've never actually even thought about this, and my head is going (laughs) a thousand different directions because I'm the type of person, I'll have a full-on conversation in my backswing. So, like, it doesn't doesn't affect me, but uh, song-wise – let, let's ask this next one. Let's circle back to that, Jeff, because I, I got to right, think so through that one. You can see, for those watching on YouTube behind me, obviously you're based out of Erie, Pennsylvania. I yep. grew up in Wheeling, West Virginia. We're both Pittsburgh fans, Steelers, and Penguins. I'm a Pirates fan still for some reason, but nonetheless, what do you think about the Steelers? Uh, they need to, uh, yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they did uh, finish 10-7 and seven this year. I mean, it wasn't horrible. Uh, they can't uh they can't win as, as they historically have been um yeah. they're they're squeaking out wings i mean i mean the last three three or four seasons it's did the steelers win how the hell did they win that game um so something something needs to change we'll see what they do with the offensive coordinator um i don't know if they've hired somebody or not um but uh they, they, they did but that's okay so yeah, it's something needs to change. <laughs> something needs to change for sure. All right, let's double back to the music question. Do you have an answer? Oh man, um, I don't. I don't. Do you have, have an, an artist? Answer. Do you have an artist I, I like, that you're at least leaning towards? Yeah. So, so I'm a I'm a, a big Rick Ross fan. Um, so okay. I, I like Rick Ross. Um, so yeah, probably probably something there. But I mean, on the sure. golf course, I also like the the countryside. So um, Chris Stapleton's a, a good one. Um, nice Love calming Chris noise. Stapleton. So so there's there's a couple people out there. Think about it. 
for the next time you're on the podcast. That, that's well, a good one. <laughs> yeah, when, when when this drops, I'll I'll make sure that I I, I circle back and I'll I'll give a name. I'll, I'll give a uh, name. I'll give a song. Do it. I, it's putting people on the spot. A lot of people have been stumped by this. I've had my family on the podcast, like my dad and brother. My brother had time to prep for it, so he kind of knew it. But my dad was, I don't know. Anyways, Bob, I thank you very much. I want to give you an opportunity to not just plug uh, your social media wherever you are, but also plug the company, the website, everything that you want to do. Now's your chance to do that. Yeah. So, so first and foremost, Jeff, uh, thanks for having us. I mean, this is an awesome opportunity to get in front of the sports world. This is the hardest thing to do as a, as a smaller company is, is getting the, the brand recognition. So um, we have an Instagram. Um, we, uh, we have a website. The website is putter-company.com. Um, and as mentioned, there's a configurator to help out there. There's a chat, reach out to us. Um, email as well as linked up to there. Um, and then the Instagram handle um, is, uh, is also the putter company, but it's, uh, the period putter period company, um, on Instagram. So oh, yeah. thank you again, Jeff. Um, we're very excited about this opportunity to, to enter the market and, uh, and be able to, to give, give the quality and, and service to the, the players that we can. Yeah, no, I appreciate you taking the time and maybe, maybe just maybe the putter company might be coming to the state of Maryland where I reside this golf season. We'll see. We'll take it easy. There we go. Bob, thanks for your time. And as always, we'll see you next time. Another fairways and dreams podcast. Take All right. Care. Awesome. Thanks, Jeff. Have a good one. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline.